All right, so let's start it out with uh, Tank Davis um, versus Santa Cruz. What, uh, <laughs> dude, that fight was, <laughs> that was crazy. That's like knockout of the year, not just in boxing, but any, any sport, um, any combat sport. What, what are your thoughts on that fight? Well, let's start to, to knock out, then let's go back to, then we'll go forward. Okay? Oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about the best part the, first. I like the, that. The thing, the thing about this was this. In my belief, I'm thinking at this moment that there's a possibility Cruz has a chance of maybe turning this fight. He says mm -hmm. that he lands two perfect right hands. Right? Yeah, he did. That, pro that probably would have stopped most fighters, mm -hmm. at least made them back out. Yeah. Not only did he hit him with one, but he hit him with two. It's like, bam, bam. But this guy comes in, and what happens? He stands there. Mm -hmm. And I tell you all the time, they, it's like I think I told you, we talked about the uh, Charlo brothers once. Mm -hmm. He stood back and looked at his work. Yeah, don't admire, don't admire your work. Yeah. And the, the most beautiful shot uppercut, I don't know whether people saying Mayweather, I know. Some things you have to have, you know, because you, you can't show, this guy came with perhaps the most beautiful uppercut. It reminded me of a Walcott. It was, yes. like a, it was like a wall cut yes. uppercut, wasn't it? Walcott, yeah. Walcott uppercut, man. I, I, yeah. was trying to think of, I was trying to think of somebody because you haven't seen much of that. You it know wasn't, a, it wasn't a Tyson uppercut because Tyson, mm -hmm. usually, Tyson mm -hmm. usually used his backhand. Yeah. Yes. And, and then and came, came up straight right down up. the middle. This, this oh. wasn't down the middle. This was, from man, the, this, kid, this was from the side. Yeah. It looked like a hook almost. When it first happened, I thought it was a hook, right? You know, from up on top. Because mm -hmm. that's how fast it came. But when you saw the replay, I was talking with Commissioner Larry Hazard, the New Jersey State Athletic Commissioner, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, man, you look at the hook. Because we, we watch, we always watch it together. And, he said, and then he came and I said, I don't think that was a hook, though. Mm -hmm. He came back. He said, well, I don't know. So he re when they replayed it, it was like, man, like you said, that's, that's Walcott. That's probably the best I could think of. That, that was a... That, the that a, was the good, angle, uh, too. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, because yes. uh, Jersey Joe, like, master master of angles and coming in from weird weird places with it. And that's why yes. it reminded me of it. Um, and it came with power. What, what, ta what Tank power. did that, su that surprised me, because, like you said, he was just taking shots. And I'm yes. like, that's kind of what you do if you expect <laughs> to wear the person out of rounds. But at that weight class... You know that's not going to work, and uh, uh, the guy the work. guy's not that old. Um, so so I'm like, so he must be just that confident in his power. And like you said, even the announcer was like, "Oh man, they can you know he's he's getting kind of beat up here. Can he come through with it?" But once he got him, he Tank had such confidence that he knew once he got him up against the ropes that he could throw something that would put him out for the night, and he was 100. percent Right, he squared himself up. Like he didn't even keep a boxer's stance, man. He no, just he squared. Didn't. He, right he just squared down. right up, right. and he's like, "Okay, throw a jab and just wait for the reaction, and then come in from the from the like most uppercuts. You you got to come up straight down the middle. He yeah. just oh, straight I, I can't from the do side. It. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't do it. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was genius though. I thought like I was afraid he was dead. I thought he, I thought he might have been killed in the ring. I was so happy when it showed his chest going up and down. That's the kind of shot. If you saw how his head went, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, so that means it's like your brains are like you know your brain is rattled, so scrambled. Yes. Yeah. But your but your body is even like, well, what the heck just happened? You know, yeah. <laughs> what, what happened to us? He Things just drops. He's, he drops straight down straight. like someone hit the off switch, yes. man. Drops yeah. straight down. Now you Oof. know it's like. I'm like, okay, I'm like you. It was like, okay, you got up. Great, great. So, mm -hmm. and they had praise for each other, which I like that too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always good, yeah. 
you know, so, but when you start, like I said, up until this point, and now I'm starting, I'm thinking I'm seeing a wave, a change, you mm -hmm. know, I'm like, okay, okay, now Davidson shot his water, they used to say in boxing, you know, shot his water, this, this kid got him now, bam, you know, bam, I thought about when George fought Ali, the two right hands, if you remember that, uh, opposite reaction, of course, but, uh, <laughs> He had he, uh, Ali him with two right hands, right? Boom. Yeah. He came back, boom. He didn't go anywhere. He said, oh, okay. But then Ali moved off the rope because why? George started coming at him, and he knew that wasn't the place to be. So yep. Ali turned off the ropes. Cruz didn't turn off the ropes. No. He was right then. And, like and, and said, he didn't have the guard to, to yeah. uh, yes. you know, I mean, but also, how can you have the guard with someone that fast? That was one of the, <laughs> like, people are talking about power. That was one of the fastest shots I've ever seen anyone throw in my seen. life. And, and yeah. I, I, I'm starting to, and I don't give these, I really don't give out accolades very well a lot in boxing because I watch these younger guys, they don't work hard enough, they don't seem to train hard enough. But when I say in a lightweight division coming up, this kid punches as hard as Duran, Roberto Duran did hmm. as a lightweight. Hmm. So that's a comparison. I mean, he he's willing to walk through buildings, you know, and at that weight, like as you said, you start taking punches, you're like, ah, oh, that's not the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now, will that happen with the, he goes up and fight a Lopez or somebody out? And we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that one eventually too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. But if he stays right there, if I'm Shakir Stevenson, I try to get another fight before I'm, you know, a two, three, a four before I'm forced to fight him. Oh <laughs> because, yeah. You know, that's not the one. They're both, but it'd be great. They're both young fighters. Would it be great to see? Of course. But if you know, I don't think Aaron, the the the, the volatility that Aaron and Mayweather has had each other over the years, I don't see Aaron giving him a gift like not to say yeah. it'd be easy with 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 Shakur. The, 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 qu the question I have with all this too is: Will Tank fight these other fighters the same way? The ones who know how to stick and move? And I don't think so. I think he's smart enough to know when he could just power through someone and take shots. And when, I mean, you have to be smart enough when, when, you know, you're so close with Mayweather. I'm sure, I'm sure they figured out beforehand, like I could take a decent amount from this guy, but are they smart enough to know if they could take a decent amount from these other guys, especially if he's moving up weight classes ever or whatever the heck you want to think of. Um, that's, that's not a normal way to fight, but if you want to make an impression on a pay-per-view, then, uh, <laughs> then that's, what, that's the way to do it. You know? Yeah. I mean, what, what do uh, you think? Do you think he'd fight the same way with everybody no, not, like that? No, because he doesn't take a no. shot like that from Lopez. No, hell you no. Understand the power. <laughs> you, you don't do that. That's a bad Shakira, idea. Yeah, Shakira Stevenson is not the puncher that this kid that he is. And he's, no. he's not, Shakira's not the puncher that Cruz was, to be honest with you. Mm. But what, what, he, what he would have to do and fighting one of those guys, he would have to become. Cause now I tell you something that kind of showed me he kind of has the intelligence to know how to cut off the ring. I oh, watched yeah. that last time a few times. I saw him side. You know, he didn't pick his feet up. He slid, and if he didn't, when he got hit with those two shots, you probably would have seen him readjust. But he didn't. He stayed there. So let you know, the idea is not to let the guy go anywhere. No. Yeah. You know, corner him, stand, stand corner, wide. Stand, yeah. Right there in front, stand wide, and say, no, no, you're not. And I, I keep in these analogies with George so much because with Ron Lyle, the knockout fights, right? And I say that because this was a knockout like that. That was when, a crazy fight, when, yeah. But when, when one guy decides, you know, um, you knock me down, I got up. 
knocks me down, got up. Then the last time, you have to say, no, you're not going anywhere. George had Lila in the corner. And Lila was trying to escape because I got to get out of here. But he said, no, no, not this time. So you got to do the finish. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. And had, I believe, had he survived that, you'll see a different cruise if his head is clear enough that I didn't, he wasn't going to survive it. But let's just use hypothetically yeah. that he survives that shot. I think you see a whole different fight for the rest of it. Because yeah. now he got the box. He's got to go. He's a believer he's, now. Yeah. He's a believer now. Yeah. I don't think he was a believer early on in the fight. First oh, round no. to the third round. First to the fourth round. I mean, I had to, well, it was 2 2 because it was like, okay, I, I mean, I at least I, some people had it 3 1, but mm. I think it was more 2 2. There was and, still a lot of fight left. Yeah, too. still a yeah. lot of fight left. Mm -hmm. But I think, I don't know if, you know, Floyd sent out a signal and said, man, get this thing over with, because we still haven't seen the judges' scorecards yet. And I'm interested. I haven't looked at the fight news because mm -hmm. I was moving around, so I haven't had a chance to. But I want to, it's interesting. The, the scorecards, scorecards, since, I think, I think there's really something to what you were saying about the crowd, the crowds keeping the judges honest. Um, because uh, what, what fight, just, just before the Usyk fight, too, um there was uh there was selby and uh is, is his name oh, yeah. camacho yeah. is that Cam is that it yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. well and, yeah. and i thought i thought personally that camacho dominated from round one but the announcer i was listening to was was giving the entire fight to selby it was very confusing and then one and then it was a split decision so mm -hmm. i think i'm just seeing more and more of these weird weird scorecards uh and and these announcers that seem to be just have one guy the whole fight, and then no matter it doesn't matter reality, you know. So I mean, <laughs> I mean the point, the point what, is, who knows who knows what would have happened. Well, you know, you got to remember, Selby was is the new mate, as they call him over there. He's the guy mm -hmm. that everybody was looking forward to him becoming that next superstar over in uh, in the UK. Right, but that so doesn't quite, mean that you could just lie every single well, round. Hey, I mean, you know, yeah. yeah well, but, oh, come on, we yeah, okay, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know. It's just, I feel, I know it's always been this way. I just feel personally like it's getting worse is what I, is what I'm saying. I got a, an email, an email from uh, someone in London, a young kid who I correspond back and correspond with, with back over in London a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the, I told you about the judge that was looking at his phone mm -hmm. a couple of weeks before and he gave the fight to this guy. Well, the, the actually the, commission the boxing commission in the uk they agree they oh well you know the fight was so one-sided hell the guy could look at it basically they were saying we well, could have had a conversation and, <laughs> and it wouldn't have mattered see <sighs> and be, are they putting these guys in because of their it used to be i know in the 70s 80s and the early 90s there was a couple of bad decisions mm -hmm. but it used to be a great judge became a, a better judge, became a great judge because of the way he actually scored a fight or did a fight in a certain way. You got to go to the next level because people said, you know what? He did a great job. Maybe he's seen, you know, there were guys like, not to name some, but there was some guys, I don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. some, of them are dead, some of them are still there, but it's just that there were certain guys that got a lot of fights in the 80s and 90s because they did an excellent job in the major fights. If Sugar Ray Leonard, the fight with Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler, mm. everybody thought at the end of that fight, Hagler, well, Hagler won this. Ray didn't mm. do enough to take it away from him, so Hagler should have the decision, right? But the judges, I, as a, no matter how many times I look at that fight, I still see a, I see a 
a draw myself. Mm. But Ray just didn't do enough to take the fight away from Hagler. Mm. One of those judges gave Hagler, the, I think, three rounds, three, by three rounds, four rounds. That guy got to work other fights, okay? Yeah. He, and because people said integrity has to have a lot to do with in this sport. It's, because he got a reputation time, for going yes, against the public. Going grade. against the, yeah. Anytime you have a sport that is mano y mano, right? And Joe Lewis used to say, this is my judge and this is my referee. So in other mm -hmm. words, I'm going to make these going to do my, take care of my business. If, oh, you yeah. got to leave, if you're going to leave it to those judges, you hope that the judge on the outside of that, that square is watching your fight and everything that you do. So that if you lose, you say, hey, I lost in your mind. If you knock the guys, no problem. But if you win, you want to get the right decision. Mm -hmm. And I wondered last night with the fight being in San Antonio, listen, I was there for when Chavez, I was in San Antonio, the Alamo Dome doing the color commentary when uh, Chavez and Pernell Whitaker fight. Oh yeah, that's, a, fa that's a famous bad decision, yeah. Robbery, ro but I said to my broadcast partner, it's taking too long. But everybody's mm -hmm. like, uh, well, you know, it's, well, no, it can't be. It's got, no, 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 this is taking too long. So somewhere where there are two sets of scorecards, I don't know. But they, I know the judge was writing, scratching, everything that gets into, you know, hey, there, there you go. Mm -hmm. It's just that the integrity in this sport is basically what we're supposed to have, David. And if the judge is not going to have it, then the, the fight, then, then it's dead. Then, you know, fighters got to go in looking for knockouts. And all to the me, time, 100% of the all time. All the time. Yeah. And that takes away the art of the sport because and it's it's not it's it, you know it's and the if the if the judges back up the people who've only ever seen one or two fights in their life and they're just there for their guy and he's got the hype then they're just going to go with the but, but because it's harder to tell if you haven't been in the ring yourself you know if you or right. if you haven't taken some classes and sparred a little a little at least it's like um it, it's like it's like if you're watching basketball and the ball keeps hitting the rim but it's not going through the hoop but they it's say a that's point. a point. That's yeah. what happens in boxing all the time. It's like they don't understand what parries are. They don't understand what blocks are. They don't understand what it's like to ride a punch to where even if the guy gets punched, it didn't do it. It did zero damage. It's and and you. Th that's okay that you don't understand that if you're not big into boxing. But what's not okay is the commentators not explaining it, and, or the judges ruling as if they were these casual fans. You know. Now let me now let me really piss some people off, right? A couple of weeks, <laughs> I've been watching the Lomachenko and Lopez fight again, okay? Because I had to watch it again. Mm. You look at a lot of those shots that Lopez threw. I'm not taking away the victory from him. A lot of those punches were landing right here. He would he blocked a lot of the punches. I just I just love. watched Te I just watched Teddy Atlas's take on this, and he 100% agrees with you and I from from uh, from our analysis of it. Okay, he, th okay. he thinks this exact same thing. He's getting. He's just getting, uh, I mean, we're not supposed to curse on this particular podcast, but he's getting pooped on <laughs> yeah. left and right for saying he thought it was a draw. Not that Lomachenko yeah. won, yeah. but that he thought it was a draw. Um, a draw? I mean, it's very weird. It's like the post-truth world is of the internet where enough people can just agree with each other and screw what the actual box, what professional boxers say, screw what commentators, screw people who've been in it for 40 years. If you get enough upvotes on your opinion because you want your opinion to be a reality that means that you're right and you can't back it up but you can't you can't sit down and type out any facts or defend your position because you don't know what your position is like you right. don't know what it's based on you just know what you want to feel you know before i became a, a even a trainer or promoter in the boxing i wanted to be a judge right mm -hmm. 
I really did. I, that's why I used to want because I used to, you know, those guys. It seemed they sit in the chairs there. And they, you know, they did their thing, and you know, it seems like they did it with such patience. You watch them, and they didn't. They didn't do this too much, you know, unless there was the bell ring or something like that. Then I then I see some doing this, but as I started to go along, I said, if you want to lose some friends in this sport, become a judge because mm-hmm. you're gonna lose some, you know, oh, yeah. or you're gonna or you're gonna lose your in your moralities or your integrity because as they get to know you guys are going to ask you and i know this for a fact i'm not guessing this stuff i know this for a fact that somebody's going to come and say my guys you know it's you know that's my guy you know that's my guy yeah got it yeah. right so that means that regardless i want my fight you know and you make it where you get a point six round this one and four rounds of that guy uh which is a four round fight three to one two see but the integrity that we have to have in the sport is in danger when you have fights that come like the Lomachenko fight, Lomachenko Lopez fight. And even going back, there was one early on in the year. I think it was Garcia, even Spence. Spence mm-hmm. won the fight. It wasn't as one sided as they, but I don't see a fight when guys win. 12 rounds and the guy wins every freaking round. I, no, I that was, that was a blowout. Man. Yeah. Garcia did a fantastic a job defending himself but it looked more like a self-defense seminar like yeah. this is this is how you could take an insane amount of abuse and punishment and come out not in not too bad a, a shape but you're not going to throw anything yourself you yeah, know right. you're not going to yeah, land any right. of your own punches you know that's so that's why i'm you know so i'm i'm, I'm, one, I'm sure that someone's going to come up with this score course because it's got to be interesting to me you know mm-hmm. I, said, I said i'm saying two two three two at that time of course i'm i'm, I'm seeing tank uh take over the fight, but I'm just wondering did you know, the crew see something, you know, like you said, I've taken this guy now, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you know, and I'm going to, so I can, because I see I can hit him, you know. No, he, was, he definitely was, thought he was winning. Yes, yes. You yeah, know, so, and, 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 and you know. could argue he was too, you know. Yeah. Um, but but you I know, haven't looked so. at it that closely, but you know what, I'm not a judge. I had it on in the background during a Halloween party. I, I got the, I got the, um, I mean, not a, not a party because of COVID, but I had two friends yeah. over who like never go out themselves. Um, and, uh, and I'm watching and I'm thinking like, oh, it looks pretty even so far, you know, a couple rounds here, a couple rounds here and then, and then, uh, bam, that was, yeah. that was crazy. That was it. You know, so it. I mean, so now you can say, okay, we didn't leave it to the judges, but in, being in the boxing game, the fight mm-hmm. game, I have to think about, okay, knockout, but I still want to see those judges cards. It'll be, inter- it'll be that. interesting, right? It'll be interesting to see what it was, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, Silva versus Hall. It's Anderson Silva's retirement fight. Um, a very sad retirement fight for him. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, Roy, why don't you tell me kind of yours first, and then I'll kind of move in with it. Yeah, because you know more about him than I do. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm going to give it to you from a fan perspective, yeah. right? And a guy that's been involved in the sport. Mm-hmm. I watch. I think he he was first of all. I had to laugh because he was 45 years of age, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's about 40. So you know, I'm like, okay, wow. Oh, he's no, been he's out of 40. his prime for so long that so like long. a lot of young kids will not remember when he was in his prime. That's how long yeah. he's been out of his prime. But I thought about my brother at 45 and Michael Moore, right? Mm-hmm. He knocks Michael Moore out at first. So you, in your mind, you're going like, well, the guy's a loader. Maybe, you know, maybe this. He's maybe got, he has one left. Yeah. Maybe he has one left to do this. And But when you look at his record, it's been for the last nine or ten fights. You have no, to say yeah. it's, it's, it's not looking good. It's not, it's not happening. Yeah. But, yeah but, 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 but it looked, here's the heartbreaking thing, is that it looked like it might happen. 
because mm-hmm. it, it was uh, it was pretty much dead even up until the first knockdown. And the the reason it was dead even is that Silva looked like old Silva, and um, which was confusing the hell out of me because my assumption and I think a lot of people's assumption was that he just didn't have the cardio anymore. You know, he didn't um, he didn't have really what it. It, it took to put to to make the pressure to land the counters he always used to because he used to faint he used to move around he he was you know he, he got a reputation for being a little bit boring at times but but not really he was always at least constantly moving and then he was a great striker though David. he, he was an amazing striker he yeah. it was all worth it for the knockout and and he was going for it like i'm gonna finish this fight and then we find out the real reason i think was never his cardio that he wasn't applying the pressure or moving around or looking like old Silva. The real reason is that his chin was, was shot and his reflexes were shot. And mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a guy who hard spars all the time. And by hard spar, I don't mean like, oh, yeah, you, you get a headache afterwards. I mean like one of the guys is getting knocked out in a, in a sparring session. Wow. Um, and there's clips of him knocking people out. And I'm sure – and there's clips of him uh, like uh, he went to Freddie Roach's place and uh, they, they put him in with a boxer – and this boxer was was uh, a piece of you know he just he just nailed Silva with like a huge right and then Silva just ate it and then Roach is, Roach is like embarrassed because his fighter was was you know not respecting yeah. this guy who's who's not a boxer really he had a couple matches but he's an MMA fighter he's a kickboxer um, and uh, and Silva just shrugged like that was his chin he could take a punch from a huge guy like the hard huge swing and that was his chin for years and it let him be that defensive fighter. But uh, he got dropped by like a just a really tight hook, and he just went down. And then, um, and then I, I forget what the second shot was. I think it might have been the same one. It, it dropped him again the very next round. It was really sad you know, to see it. You know, he was just gone. And I'm, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, to use this in that Roy Jones Jr. That's okay. what I was thinking of. I was just about to bring this up. All right, keep keep going. No. Okay, well, I'm <laughs> yeah. Roy Jones, I'll, I'll always remember this story, and I, you know, and I'm always telling you something that some somebody, the old guys may have said to me. But I went in. Uh, Roy Jones was it was early, very early in his career, and Archie Moore and I was went to watch him spar. And you know, Roy had this thing. Reaction was like this. He kept his hands out front. You know, you can that's man. It was just fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And I asked, or if he walked out, you know. Cause I seen Roy in the Olympics, so I, I was familiar with his style, how he, you know, the way he boxed. Mm. We walked out, but we maybe we were having, we went out to have some lunch or something. And so I asked Archie, I said, Archie, what do you think about Roy Jones? You know, and he said he's fast as can be. I said, you know, how he takes a chance doing this, you know, his hands out. Archie's did. He says, no chin. Now this mm. was in '85, maybe. So he could just tell by looking at him. He could tell by looking at him. Now it took us 15, 12 years, and whenever Roy slowed down, like his, when his reflexes Silver, went, yeah, his reflexes were gone. Glenn Johnson knocks him out. Antonio Tarver knocks him out. Some guy over in Russia who probably couldn't have held Roy Jones, you know, jockey strap five, mm-hmm. ten years before that, knocks him out. This was that was it. No reflexions. You can't move out the way, so they're gonna find your chin, and there you go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I and Silva Silva used to have a great chin, but the way he fought, he just took too many shots. It became evident over time that he just could, you know, you, you only have so much you could take. I mean, youth youth helps, but I think it's also like yeah. you have you have your normal age, you, you know, the age that you are, and then you have your fighter age. 
Yes. How much damage have you How taken? How much damage have you done? Been mm -hmm. done to you. Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's kind of like what we talked about with Tank and uh, 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 Cruz. How much those 38 fights, the 39 fight Cruz had, is like how much of that really kind of like got mm -hmm. to you on this particular night? Well, the, the, Silva, the, the, I'm sorry, go on. No, no, I'm just saying with Silva, at one time he had the, 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 the moniker like Tyson. He was the mm -hmm. baddest man on the planet. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. And that was that was just it. But hey, it, it, it happens. He just he stayed in the game a little too long. But what what kind of kills me about this, and that's why I was gonna talk about Roy Jones Jr., is people always say, like, if only he'd retired earlier, and same with Silva, think mm -hmm. about his legacy. And and I will always if a fighter's already made his money and his mark, I will always say, Yes, please re please retire earlier. You don't need to be in there. But yeah. The idea of their losses when they're past their prime, I mean, assuming that their prime didn't just happen in a month, like some people argue with certain fighters, like, oh, yeah, that month he was in his prime, that month he was out of his prime. If he's defended, right. if he's defended the belt so many times, has so many accomplishments, kept moving up, um, and they get out of their prime, then that shouldn't influence their rankings for pound for pound great or whatever you want to, you know, it shouldn't influence it at all. Right, yeah, right. over the, his legacy. Like, right. I, I just don't want people to see all of Silva's losses, to which there's been a lot um, that happened after he lost his reflexes, um, and, and say like, oh, he was never a great fighter. The, the same way they did, because they make that argument about Jones now. I think MMA is a little bit more forgiving, uh, but John, uh, not oh, John Jones, but Roy Jones Jr. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, and, and the worst one for me is when they say that people are exposed he mm -hmm. exposed him. It's like, you couldn't expose him past a certain point. He already had the championship. He already <laughs> has belts in multiple weight classes. You, it's impossible to expose that fighter in any way because they've already be, had those achievements. Sandy Sadler used to say, you can grow old overnight. Yeah. The fighter can grow old overnight. One, he looked great in that last fight that he had. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, six months down the line, maybe he doesn't fight for a while. You know, all of a sudden, because the training has gotten to him and everything else, because that's usually... You never know fighters, about injuries either. Yeah. You never know about injuries. But What's going on behind fighters, the scenes? My brother always said, he said, if it wasn't for the training, he said, man, I'd fought till I was 50. Mm -hmm. But you got to train, you know, because you got to train. There's too many other things your body, you, know, you have to do. You're going to work, you're doing this, this. He said, but the training is what gets you. He hmm. said, you take all the pounding and the stuff and training, you come in. He said, man, he said, but if, I, said, I probably would have fought till I was 50. Mm -hmm. I just got tired of the training. And I think that after a while, a great fighter like Anderson Silva, who has been great for so many years, as a matter of fact, as far as I'm concerned, and this may be a, because I'm not professed in MMA like you are, but I've read enough and watched enough over the years. Anderson Silva is the history of, him, of uh, MMA when you start talking about it 10 years from now, 15 years from now, the kids will be saying, this kid should be the measuring stick for greatness in that sport. It should, it should be. Uh, Adesanya, Israel Adesanya considers yeah, him Adesanya like well. the, the greatest that there has been. He, they mm -hmm. fought each other and you couldn't, you could see the look on his face. He couldn't even believe he was in the same, uh, right. you know, uh, octagon with this guy. He couldn't believe it. That, that was his hero. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so hopefully, like I said, MMA is a little bit of a different culture. Like, you know, you have, you have the people who come in for one fight and then they talk, you know, afterwards or whatever. But <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like losses um, matter less there than in boxing. Hopefully boxing can embrace that too so we get some better fights. But um, as far as it went, 
I wish he'd quit earlier. Does this take anything away from his legacy? I don't think so. Um, and uh, I'm glad he got to go out at least conscious, <laughs> even if it yeah, was, you yeah, know, it was a yeah, TKO yeah. more than anything. And uh, I'm glad he got to, you know, to be healthy and safe and have those last fights, even if he lost them, that they, they were what he wanted to do. And it's, you well, know, it's on him. I think it's going to, personally, I think it's going to depend on how Dana handles it from this point on. You know, do you take him and make him one of your voices of mm. MMA, one of the faces, I should say, of the sport? You, and this is something I criticize boxing for all the time. And I think that Dana has a little bit more education of the PR thing is what I'm saying, I think. is mm. You take the guys that's made you great, made the sport what it is, and you take them around with you as you go. Yeah. Let people get you and let them become boxing fails to do that. And that's what really, I think that's what hurt the sport the last probably perhaps 10 years. When Tyson retired, you know, Holyfield was out of the sport. The young, I mean, the young guys. Mm. Riddick Bowe, Roy Jones Jr. seen his best. Bernard Hopkins was there, but, you know, Bernard was there. But he never was that put on the – until after he stayed around till he was 50 and won the light hit. Well, he beat somebody in one of those times. Mm -hmm. But he was never appreciated by the boxing public the way he should have been. No. Why? Because he was a boring fighter. And mm -hmm. his, well, his style was boring. Let's put it like the 90, but his style was boring. So he never got into that. Uh, so every once in a while, you see a title fight, and a guy was, oh, sitting in the corner in, in the ring over here is, uh, you know, Joe Frazier, or uh, even if it was Ali, it was the same people. But no one was used to promote the sport to say, okay, every, there's, you know, there are clinics going around. And MMA does a lot of clinics. I see it. Yeah. In my town where I live now, they're, they're always holding something. No, all know, the all the young guys sport. respect the 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 last generation um, yes. and make sure to get trained by them. And these guys are actually offering training to the public, not just to professional fighters. Not they're just, they're holding exactly. seminars and they're teaching. Um, and I'm I'm glad that element of the martial arts um, has been, you know, I mean, not the a lot of elements are missing from MMA that you saw in like old traditional martial arts schools, like a lot of the respect shown between combatants or whatever, um, that like the new generation is, is kind of turning more towards a trash talk or whatever. But as far as kind of honoring the people before you, um, uh, you know, the, the previous masters, if you want to get all like Kung Fu mm -hmm. and corny with mm -hmm. it, uh, they, they've been doing a much better job than boxing has lately. I agree. Uh, uh, and I, and that's the thing about, so, and I think that between Alessandra, and between Silver, I think you're going to say, I think Dana has that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot Dana White said that I really agree with. But I no, think but, but he knows it. what he's doing when it comes yeah, to promoting. Yeah, yes, 100%. He does. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about Usyk versus Chisora, which is uh, the first real test that Usyk had at heavyweight. Um, and uh, he passed his test, but there, in my mind at least, there are definitely some concerns. Roy, what do you think of this fight? Well, those saying that skills pays the bills, okay? Now, in this case, yeah, Usyk had the maneuverability. Came mm -hmm. in at 218, probably not at a fight, he may have been 225 pounds, maybe. It might have been, been a light cruiserweight, might not have put on that much weight, mm -hmm. but Chisora came in at two, was 250 at the weigh-in. Yeah, and it looked like it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so if he wasn't uh, there again, was he a victim of the COVID? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, they, I think 
do you stay on the scale long enough to get past 250? I would have to wonder. Because he looked more like 270 when he came into the ring. He, he was huge. huge. Yeah, it looked like a superhero movie. With yes, little he did. guys uh, <laughs> fighting the genetically altered Hulk. You know? Like one of the Marvel characters. Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you say that, you said, okay, Usyk did everything that he was supposed to do. Move, box, never really got cornered mm -hmm. in the fight because that was the only chance Tesoro had. Yeah. I don't, I, but at the end of the fight, if you could tell, he was worn down. I'm talking about Usyk. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, because he was, he would land two hard shots that staggered Chisora, and then Chisora just stood, j just standing there, and Usyk doesn't throw more shots. That lets nope. me know that he is that tired, that he's not going to follow up. The weight, but it's the weight. He can't handle the weight. Now, mm -hmm. when you start talking about a guy like Tyson Fury, and AJ, guys that are going to be 250, 240, 250, somewhere in and, that range. And can box. And can box. Yeah. You know what I mean? And punch and do everything that the heavyweight champion is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Usyk, I, I, I think you'll see him by getting by the monster. As I, cause I don't know if you saw the way in, but I saw the way in. He had the mask. You know, the whole mm -hmm. Halloween. They went to the Halloween thing, right? Oh, gotcha. But, you know, in line is you got guys like Pulev, who's out there. You got uh, David Hay, I think, is kind of maybe out of the game right now. But you got the guys like Dubois, Joyce, that's supposed to fight each other themselves. Mm. He's going to have to go through some of those guys to get up to the level. Now, you can just say he was a former cruiserweight champion and let him fight for the title. Just, you know, like we like boxing has done in the past. Yeah, yep. You know. yep. You know, so that, but it's it, not it's that, not the smartest way to do it in this case for not, sure no not in this case so no. what happens he'll probably have to fight some of those guys to prove he's a legitimate heavyweight and, and win those fights before he will get a chance to win because those guys are on the road on uh, on the, on this what to say on the road themselves to try to get for a title you know, in, in, my, in my mind in my mind one of two things need to happen probably both he like Usyk needs to put on a lot more muscle um or or maybe just even some fat just anything to where he's not being pushed around the ring because for a boxer like like him who likes to use the fancy footwork and needs mm -hmm. to keep his mobility a little bit higher doesn't really sink down as much um he needs that extra weight or he's just gonna be if he's up on his toes that's a perfect opportunity for for someone to just push him he has to readjust every time and despite him not looking like a big guy against Chisora. He's a big guy, and that's going to tire him out. So he needs more weight, and then in in line with that, so he's not so tired. He needs better cardio, um, or as you always like to like to say, he needs to be in better condition. Mm -hmm. um, so I th I think if he could do those two things, then he could make a name for himself at heavyweight. I don't ever see him being champion personally. Well, you know, it's, 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 as you said, putting on the weight. So, okay, you say, I have to go the route of the Evander Holyfield or the Michael Spinks thing mm -hmm. and fighting for these titles. You know, I have to go a Roy Jones even. So, which means you've got to concentrate now on six months of doing everything it takes. Mm -hmm. You've got to eat the things that's not good for you in order for you to put on the weight and then or work it back down to build it up into the muscle that you need. Yeah. Now, is he willing to, or his team or management, are they willing to sit down with him and say, hey, look, this is what we have to do. Yeah, you passed this test tonight, but this wasn't your big test right here. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy, 
Chisora, all right, he'll be a competitor for anybody. You yeah, know, Chisora did a fantastic job uh, yes. at that weight. His volume never really went away. I mean, it did during the no. end of the fight, but not where you thought it would go. I thought because no. you heard him wheezing in his corner in the sixth, <laughs> and you're like, okay, this guy has a couple rounds left. And then either the guy was in really good condition or, um, or he just had the heart to never stop throwing punches. Um, so, so props to him. But, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be so difficult for someone who can do that but with boxing skills and yeah. it outweighs um, Usyk so much more. Nobody wants to lose to the little guy, David. You, you know, that's what yeah. you're, even in the streets. You know, that's the thing in the street. I'm not going to let the little guy whoop me. And that's probably what was in Chisora's mind. He had to think that five or six rounds of me, but what he wasn't able to do was to take, you know, take, you got to take the body mm. and you got to make those guys become, you have to become like a weight in the gym, right? Mm. Guy gets to pushing that weight off. No, the, weight the, off. the best, the best shot he had was actually his jab. That was the only yes. thing that was like, he'd, he'd thrown overhand, switched to southpaw. And then when he switched to southpaw, he was able to lead, like land some heavy jabs. But besides that, uh, like you said, it was all in the guard. It was all it was all shots that went off. Um, he never he was never able to corner him. But more than that, even though his shots themselves were pushing him around the ring, like you said, he he never got that physical himself to push nope, uh, to did. push Usyk around the ring. And, yeah. and that's and that's what you know. If you work on that, and, and a lot of people, and I, like I said again, you know, and you use this the, the analogies. When, when George came back, people say you're 267 pounds for your first fight. And I think I told you three months, four months before that, he was 325. So he mm -hmm. worked on dropping that first 30, 40 pounds or whatever it was. That thing. But as he got to a point and fighting guys, and telling that people call him tomato cans, but some of these guys were pretty decent fighters. They weren't going to be world champions, but they were up and coming guys. This is what you would have mastered tonight, up and coming guy. George was back to coming up and coming guy. Mm -hmm. But some of the one thing you learned, he learned that at 245 and 250, 255, you got in on these guys, David, they had to push you. They try to push you off, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you keep doing this, after a while, your arms get tired. But not only that, but you become vulnerable to punches. So what gotcha. happens if a guy tries to put that weight and a guy tries to push you off, now your hands, his hands are out here. So you just got to be ready to throw something back out and it makes you open. See, mm -hmm. a guy like Chisora, 250, nothing wrong with the weight with him. He's big, but you have to know how to use it. Yeah. And you can't use it, and unfortunately, we, we talk about this all the time. You got a lot of trainers, but we don't have a lot of teachers in this sport. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, and to me, that's what MMA comes about. We have a lot of teachers in MMA. You really do because those guys come from backgrounds of wrestling and teaching guys how to grapple. And if they're grappling, they know, teach them how to do this. And if they've been in doing involved in karate, it's all about positioning. Boxing, you, you, and, and a guy, big guy like him has to have that. Tyson Fury. See, that? that was why I said when he came in against, I, I, I had mentioned that if I'm Tyson Fury, I go in heavy against Wilder because Wilder wasn't coming in heavy. No, that's, what, that's why their first fight, I told you this before, my first fight, I was screaming at the TV, like, like try to knock him out. You've built mm -hmm. up all this momentum. Don't let him get more momentum again. Don't um, let him get cocky. Yeah. And I, get, and I guess, I I guess Freddie, Freddie Roach was, was saying the same thing. Cause he was in his corner the first fight too. And he was, he was, right, so he was trying to tell, he was trying to tell him you got to knock him out now. He's just, he's only going to stay dangerous. And you, you know, and, and when he came in at that, when I saw he was two, what, 267, 270, I'm like, perfect. Because now what, do, what are you going to do? I'm not going to box you. I'm going to go right into your face. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. He went right into it. So now Wilder at 228, which is heavy for him, but normal 218, but 
Man, that's nothing like a guy that's 270, and Fury might have been 300 that night at a fight. They say he likes to eat. So. Yeah, well, heavy, heavy, <laughs> heavyweight is crazy that way. <laughs> every other every other weight class is like you're between this weight and this weight. Heavyweight is like whatever hey. a human being can possibly can grow to. <laughs> whatever you can survive on. <laughs> and that's what happened. And 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 trying to manhandle that weight, if you haven't trained like that, it's not going to work. So mm -hmm. with Jazora, he didn't learn how to use the weight, whereas no. Fury has. AJ, same way with him. Use the weight. Make these guys in the fight with. Klitschko. And, that, and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you have to push. But what you no, could do is you no, could no, what no. you could do is you no. could you could leave your jab out there and rest rest your weight on them. There's a million little tricks like that as they're turning. Or you, you can, can put your step, hand on their shoulder. This is the thing about it with the cross on thing, right? And mm -hmm. allowed George to, and everybody can't use that. Don't get me wrong. But it allowed him to step into a guy's punch. Yeah. Or to a guy's body. And you're close mm -hmm. and the guy's like, oh, in the Holyfield fight. You saw Holyfield. That's shoulder to Holyfield shoulder, kept, yeah. Shoulder to shoulder. Holyfield kept trying to move him. But Holyfield, see, again, Holyfield worked the weights. He had this months of training uh, with, with, with the knowing he's going to fight bigger guys. So he knew how to maneuver that weight. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to be able to do. So if Chisora's going to move up, I'm telling you, 217, 220, that's fine. But you're going to have to know how to handle the bigger guys at the 235 to 240 because it only gets now you kind of like everybody's oh, oh boy pull the cover off from him now he's going to box he's going to do this so what all of a sudden people start developing strategies to beat you mm -hmm. and that's what he's going to have to get ready for and there's there's phases with all of this too there are there are like two or three years where a certain kind of fighter will dominate because you haven't seen their style for a while right um, exactly and then, and then people figure them out and then uh, the a new style comes back so um, if I'm Usyk and I'm trained by the same guy as Lomachenko, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried that people are going to start figuring out that style. They're different enough boxers yeah. to where I don't think he has to worry. People compare them all the time, but, but to me, besides only certain factors, um, I, I think they're totally different boxers. But as far as like using the jab, setting up the angles with your mobility, you know, uh, pe people are starting to catch on to that. People are taking out the Dominic Cruises and the TJ Dillashaws and the, mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. MMA and, uh, and, and, you know, in boxing there, every style has things you could capitalize on. So if you're not constantly adjusting every year, if you're not at least once a year going back and looking at your own style and being like, am I really, is this really cutting edge anymore? Um, but in his case, that needs to, to have happened yesterday. Because he's moving up in a weight class where even the style that worked at cruiserweight might never be okay for him at heavyweight. Because heavyweights depend on size and power. Yeah. That's what they depend on. Joe Frazier, you know, uh, when Joe Frazier was, was, was champion, even after the first fight with Ali, but, but getting to that point, right? Mm. Joe, Joe Frazier was like a giant killer, giant slayer. You know, yeah. Joe Frazier's 5'10", 5'11". His style was, man, I'm going to stay on you. I'm small. And he was smaller than everybody, even Quarry. He was smaller than Jerry Quarry. It was shorter from a shorter point anyway. But his style was, I'm going to stay right. I'm going to eat you up. I'm going to chew you. So he chewed down the big guys. He beat Ali with his same style. Mm -hmm. He fought George with his same style. The difference was the power, and George had more power and leverage, and George had learned how to use his size and power. Yep. So Joe Frazier against was the giant slayer against guys. He beat all those guys. When he got back, anybody that was natural or Rick tried to box him a certain way was not going to be. I tell people Joe Frazier only lost to two people in his life in his career: George Foreman and, and Ali. That's it. Mm -hmm. Those 
I think he had one draw against a guy, Jumbo Cummings, or somebody had a, a Buckner, somebody had a draw against. But that's it. So when you look at a guy, uh, if you're going to have a style, you're going to be dedicated to that style. Now, it can't say that Jasoro, I mean, that uh, Usyk won't be successful at doing it, but he's going to, like you said, he's going to have to bring something else with it. Yeah, he's going to have to make some it, adjustments. To keep keep the foundation of, of your style, but make the adjustments you need. Don't, don't just try to be, have a new style overnight. That's never going to work. But make the adjustments that you need to make to be at that weight class. He's yeah. super, super talented. Um, so we'll see what he could do. I might be wrong. Maybe he'll shock everybody. Um, I just, if, if that happens, it's going to be a very, very, very hard road, in my opinion. Well, heavyweights don't get a big knockout punch overnight. That just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So what you got, to, you know, either you're going to, because most of the time you're going to be going against those big guys that are planting their feet, trying to move. And like they said, sometimes they feel, heavyweights feel like their feet are stuck in quicksand, right? Mm -hmm. So they're lifting, and you have to know, and as you said, the, the, the angles that Lomachenko, if he's, ha if he's able to develop that in boxing, in the heavyweight division, it'll work for a while because you got to use your angles, your move, moves your feet, your, 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 the, the movement of your feet and your hands. Guys turn around, you're faster, they go, bam, 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 mm -hmm. on the move again. It worked against a little bit against Tesor, maybe not as many angles, but he knew enough that I can't stand in front of this guy. And Tesor couldn't, mm -hmm. I don't know whether it was a weight or whatever, but he wasn't able to corner the guy. But I think had Tesor had been a little bit more aggressive, aggressive, mm -hmm. that fight would have been a lot closer than where they had it scored. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I agree. He was swinging all night, but if he'd, if he'd set up off his jab, if he'd been just a little bit better boxer with that aggression, mm -hmm. I, th I think, you know, Usyk would have had more trouble. Um, as, far, like, as far as it goes, he's an exciting fighter, and I'm rooting for him, but I, I'm not going to let my, you know, and I, I do love his style, and I love that style, but I'm not going to oh, let wow. my heart make my, you know, uh, make my mouth say something silly. Like, like it's gonna, it's gonna be very difficult for him. If he could pull it off, then I'll be cheering like crazy. Like I can't believe he did it. But uh, you know, I just, I think it's gonna be very. The path ahead is going to be a long, arduous, difficult one. But, uh, but we'll see what he can do. That's why it hasn't been that many big guys, little guys, to win a heavyweight championship. No, there's uh, Holyfield, and then there's, uh, Holyfield, uh, then there's Holyfield, and there's Holyfield, Roy Jones. That's <laughs> yeah. It. There's only three in the history of the sport. I mean, you mm -hmm. had, back in the days, you had the guys in the drunk little bar guys, you know, McCoy guys. They fought guys that didn't really train. And it's, train it's, usually, it's usually only one belt, too. And, it's, yes. it's like, and they're fighting another guy that just moved up from cruiserweight. Or there's some kind of weird circumstance weird that goes with on. it. Yeah. 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 So, but but that, we'll, so we'll I don't see, see that happen. Yeah. You, but between uh, Tyson Fury and AJ, if that's your measuring stick, <laughs> boy, that's some yardstick. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Good, good luck. <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, another exciting fight with a great knockout, uh, Inouye versus Maloney. Um, Inouye continues his dominance. Uh, it, it, this was not at all like his, you know, um, like some of his harder fights. It seemed, at least in my mind, like he was dominating most of the time, even though there was some good action here and there. Um, Roy, what do you think of this fight? Okay. I like Inouye. 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 Yeah, Noya in a way. I practiced saying it yeah, several Inouye. times. <laughs> I tried. Believe it, I did too. It just don't come out right. But uh, I like him. Mm. But the Maloney, I think his name Jason Maloney, right? Mm. You look at his record. You, you don't. Nothing jumps out at you. Yeah. The other guy that he fought that was undefeated, he lost to him. 
So hmm. that kind of says, okay, we know that, you know, hey, there's a bunch of Rocky stories in boxing. That's what I always say. So the Rocky stories, the guy may not be as good, but we're going to give him a shot. That's what, that's what Maloney was. Okay. Yeah. So when you see his record, nothing jumped out at you like this, Wes. I thought you meant I thought you meant Rocky Marciano at first. I'm like, he's not undefeated. <laughs> yeah, you're okay, talking yeah. about the Rocky movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rocky movies. That's yeah. it. A bunch of Rocky movies, right? So his record doesn't jump out at you if you follow the sport. Then you look and say, okay, well, the one guy that he did lose to, the guy was 18, 19, old, and he lost to him, right? Mm. Now you're in against and 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 remember, Anoa, Anoa has really been champion for about five or six years. Mm-hmm. He's had a belt since 2014. No, yeah. You know, so he's been around for a long time. His experience, he hasn't had a lot of fights. Uh, what, 20, 21, 22 fights. Not a Something lot of like fights. That. But he's fought yeah, good now, people and he's dominated every time. Donaire, you, you name him, he's fought. I mean, he didn't dominate Donair, but, but yeah. everybody oh, else. That was a, yeah. That, yeah, that was one, you know. But the, you look at his resume, you can say, okay, this guy's going to be the favorite. Now, you knew, I think between the two of them, it was something like, what, 30, 45 knockouts and 48 fights or something. So you knew it was going to be a, a knockout. Yeah, you, yeah, you knew it was going to be an exciting yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 you know it's going to be an exciting fight. Now, Bob Arum is counting on, I know what he's counting on. This guy has been in boxing. He's, a, he's 100 years old, but he knows the sport. He knows the PR in this game. He realized that he needs that market. That in the Japanese uh, Asian market with the other part of the world. Mm. Now, there hasn't really been a real Japanese fighter. There was a fighter by the name of Valen Harada, who was oh, back in, he was, he was probably Japanese's most biggest known champion, right? Mm. He had, uh, uh, I'm looking, I had, only because I was aware of him, but he had like six or somewhat fight. This guy was a KO puncher, but he beat some of everybody during that time, right? Mm-hmm. hasn't been one since him yeah this kid has the potential to be that with everybody in japan now i'm sure today everybody in japan is talking about it. if i probably was mm-hmm. already but now they're talking about him because he got a knockout where's he going to go from this point on now the fight maloney fought him the way that the only way he could fight him because his history again we talked earlier about styles the style makes the fight mm-hmm. now did he make him look better than what he is probably after the fight with uh, Donaire, you had to come yeah. back. With, you had to come back with something. No, you, you. I mean, it wasn't a super easy fight by any. Yeah. Like it, they didn't, they didn't hand him someone who couldn't fight in any mm-hmm. by any means. But they, mm-hmm. but they didn't hand him someone like Donaire either. A perfect opponent for what you have. If you can knock this guy out. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You're going to become a star. Now I guarantee you, today in Japan, he's a star. His yep, next he's, fight, he's back. He's back on top. What? What, I, I agree. They're trying to they're trying to remind you what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they knew before, and then it was a competitive fight. And and let's give him something that probably won't be as competitive. Um, and I I liked what I saw. Um, it's uh, but once again, but I didn't learn anything new. But great counters, great body punching, always in position, good footwork. Always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has has what it takes to go to the top if he handles it correctly. I mean, he's at the top, but but well, I, but I mean, what? I mean a household name. He has do what you, it takes to be a household name if if they handle it right. If there's anybody that can do it, it'd be Bob Arum. Yeah. From an American promoter standpoint, right? Arum's not going to. I don't know if Arum actually owns his American rights. Something kind of tells me he does, ignoring Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if he doesn't, somebody with him does. 
that he can maneuver and say, this is what we're going to do. If you're smart, because that's a market that's financially, oh my gosh, Tokyo, if I think uh, Mayweather did an exhibition over there. They paid him a bunch of money to fight some guy in an exhibition. The guy weighed 118 pounds, but- Oh God, don't, you know, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> so, I so mean- That's, that's but, gonna that's gonna be a whole controversy if I start talking about it and then people are gonna get mad at me in the comments. I know, right? So let's just, let's just that, move past it. But, that, but, <laughs> but the thing about it is, that I say that to say the market is that strong there for the sport of boxing, as it always has been. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been a fighter there. Tyson, that was no coincidence. But we, George, we went and fought over in Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. Ty, there was a reason that they took, I think George fought there twice. I mean, one in the, once in the 70s and once in the 90s. But Tyson went and fought Buster Douglas because there was a bunch of money. And when they like something over there, they pay a bunch of money. So Aram is saying, Okay, things are kind of dead in America. It might take a little while to get things back up the way we want it to be. But with mm-hmm. this guy now, just maybe if I can find the right to get him one more victory over here where he looks good like that, take him back over there and bring one of the Americans. You got to be an American. Got to mm-hmm. be one. Bring him over there and you they'll have him up on just like Madison Avenue. They'll have him all up over the screens in downtown Tokyo. And everybody will be talking about if I'm not sure what they are with the COVID over there, but by the time it happens, the arenas will be full and everybody will be talking about this kid. Great yeah. move. J- Japan loves their combat sports. Yes, they do. Absolutely, they love absolutely loves them. Yeah. Yes. So I, w- I want to go over there at some point and see a sumo match. Those things are, those ah, things are, those things are crazy. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. It, it looks like, if you don't know anything, I spent like, I don't know why, but I spent like two months researching sumo one time just because I had no idea how much went into it. Like I imagine a lot of people don't know how much goes into boxing. They think it's just two guys punching each other. There's so many nuanced tactics and maneuvers and all this crazy yes. stuff that goes into sumo wrestling. And that's, um, I mean, that, that's like a big part of their culture, but more than anything, it's like the betting, the betting over yes. there. I, I hear, right. I've never been, but I hear uh, from my Japanese friends that it like puts Vegas to shame pretty I much. Those guys, I have. They'll t- they'll be there and throw. I'm and not forget the casino. They'll be at the arena. Yeah. And the guys come in there with a hundred thousand dollars, whatever yen, whatever it's called. And it's mm. like, bet. That's where they throw it down. Yeah. Bet, you know, and everybody's like, bet. Okay, bet. That, I mean, it's just to see it. You see it on television. You saw some of the the stereotypical Asian karate moves with Bruce Lee, right? Back in mm. the day, those guys were fighting. And you see the guys. Bet. Well, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine that I went to school with, I got a chance to, well, a, a, a friend of mine in college, Jesse, if you follow, uh, the, you say you read some study up on the sumo stuff, Jesse was the most famous sumo wrestler in mm-hmm. Japan back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I met him, at her, he happened to Londa to the United States, and this was in 77, I think it was, 76 or 77, and he was at her house. So I go over to her house, and she had been telling me, but actually he was her cousin. And she had been telling me about that. I'd seen him in uh, Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And I go in, man, this is the biggest, I, I tell you, to this day, other than Kamala, the giant, the union, uh, the giant, the big wrestler, Kamala, he's the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. His mother yeah. had a sofa, a sofa there. It's, it's, not, it's not all just fat. They've got no, no, lots no. and lots of muscle under fat. that fat. Yeah. These guys are like a solid, you know, they eat like the guy ate. It was two tables. I, I, I wish we didn't have we didn't have cell phones then. There were two tables. She said, "That's Jesse's. That's ours." <laughs> I mean, in jest, but that's basically what it was. Mm-hmm. So, but that's how popular uh, the uh, ABC Wild World of Sports used to come on with him 
in their commercial. That did that thing, you know, the spirit of the victory, the agony of defeat, or something like that. Mm. But he was part of that. That's how big it was. Mm. And they tried to get it started here in New York and some places, but but I, I just didn't hasn't caught didn't catch on or hasn't caught on. Mm. But if this guy can become what M or top ranks or his man, I don't know who is managing people over there. But if they're smart, they'll work this guy for at least another year or two. Mm -hmm. He'll be the biggest thing. He'll be like Lomachenko. Yeah. You know what I mean? From that part of the world, he'll be like Lomachenko because everybody, they'll be waiting to see who's going to be the one to beat this guy at this weight. Chances are they don't normally have a problem keeping that weight down. They're mm -hmm. very disciplined. So he'll probably be at that Bantam, what is it, Super Bantam, Bantam. He'll be there for a while. I'm, I'm tired of people seeing people move up like every five seconds. So I hope he, yeah. I hope he stays, yeah, I hope he stays for a little bit and just, do they, and just dominates the weight class. I would be perfectly happy of, with that. They have a lot of confidence in there and for them to be the best, as you say, in their, com in their combat sports, they do. And I think he will stay there and just keeps beating guys. And maybe you may have guys coming down to fight him. Who knows, you know, but... Mm -hmm. That, that, like I said, discipline is the one thing in this sport that you have to have in boxing. And I think that once this guy right now, like we were talking about him, there are some other people talking about him, they have stories about him. Next two year or two, if they can keep him going three years, you'll see he'll be a, a big name. He'll be like battling Harada was, you know, may not have nearly as many fights because he's making a lot more money, but he'll be able to uh, he'll be very successful in the sport of boxing. Yeah, just, just uh, I mean, like you said, he has good management. I don't think anyone's going to try to convince him to fight Tank or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, no. <laughs>